Welcome to the Bravo Papers, a safe space for all us Bravo fans who love to analyze, deconstruct, and talk about our favorite Bravo shows ad nauseum. There's no such thing as overanalyzing or reading too much into your favorite Bravo shows and Bravo celebrities here. So join me, Bravo and Botox, as I find the depth amongst the shallow. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Bravo Papers Weekly News. So, there is a lot going on this week. Honestly, whenever I have the thought, and I did have this thought, I really did. A few days ago, I was like, huh, it's kind of a slow Bravo week. And then literally the next day, Lindsay and Carl break off engagement. Like, oh my God. This, honestly, this happened to me with Scandaval too. I remember being kind of like, eh, like a little bored in the Bravo world. Like there's not a ton going on. And then, you know, I'm on my way home from work because I remember where I was <laughs> when I found out about Scandaval. And that news broke and then it was just like nonstop for you know, we all know, months. So, I mean, do I think that the Carl and Lindsay thing has the same intensity? No. Is it going to maybe go on for months? Yeah, I think we're going to hear new things as the days go on. I don't think it's going to be as much or as intense as Scandaval, nor do I think it's as shocking. Like, you know, Scandaval was more shocking, unexpected, you know, there was really no suspicions of it. It was like, it seemed very, you know, out of the blue until we were all looking for clues. Because once you know, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. But anyways. All right. So let's get into it. Um, today is Monday, September 4th. And I'm here to bring you your Bravo breaking news from the past week. Please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Give my... YouTube channel, a little subscribe, some like, some love. Follow me on Instagram at Bravo and Botox, at the Bravo Papers. You know, share it, share it. Anyone you know who you think might like the podcast, please tell someone. Help me spread the word so I can continue growing the pod. All right. So obviously, we're going to be starting with Lindsay and Carl breaking off their engagement. I got to be honest, I'm devastated. Um, I, man, you know, on a level, I did know that this may not work. Um, but there was, I think we all kind of have that like hopeless romantic inside of us. And often we sort of project it. Right. We project it onto like fictional characters or we project it onto like reality stars or celebrities. You know, that's why people get so upset when like a celebrity couple breaks up. I think I was doing this a little bit like, oh, OK, mostly for Lindsay. I don't really care that much about Carl. Like I, I enjoyed I have definitely enjoyed his sobriety journey on the show and you know, the change that he's been through and him talking about loss and grief. I think that's a really important narrative for the show. 
do I think that him and Lindsay are like perfect for each other? That I was just kind of like, I don't know. They seem to have this really close friendship and relationship. So often that is a good thing in terms of starting a relationship. So I was hopeful for them, of course, because I'm never like hopeful that a couple is going to break up and fail unless I think someone in the couple is abusive or I think someone in the couple is a cheater or whatever, right? Um, or if you can just tell like they hate each other and they'd be happier apart, you know, that's one thing. Um, but mostly my hope was for Lindsay because not because I think women need to get married and have kids in order to be happy, but because that's what Lindsay wants. Lindsay wants a family. She wants a husband. She wants, you know, somebody who will love her unconditionally for who she is. And I think that's what a lot of people want, not just women. So I think that's kind of why, you know, whether you like her or not, we've like watched her on this journey. And she is, whether you like her or not, again, she's true to who she is. And she is authentic, which is why she's a good reality star. She's authentic. And she's also like a little wacky. And I think you know, that's why on some level, I think a lot of people kind of root for her to find someone, um, someone who will appreciate who she is genuinely. Now, apparently Carl did this on camera and Lindsay is devastated. From what I've been hearing, they were fighting all summer and not making any progress. So that's, that's pretty shitty. If that's true, and again, I'm going to wait and try to reserve judgments because we often hear a lot of misinformation when stuff like this happens. But if it is true that it was filmed and that Lindsay was blindsided, which is what I'm hearing, then that is really shitty of Carl. And that is going to make me perceive him differently because, I mean, okay, if they discussed this off camera and they knew it was going to happen and then they decided to have a conversation about it on camera to share with the viewers because we have followed their journey, I can respect that and I can totally understand why they would do that. And a lot of people would be like, why would you want to do that? Well, Carl and Lindsay have been doing this for like eight years and, and Lindsay does care about the show. So does Carl. They both, as much as like people want to say, you know, they wouldn't do this for their job. Like, no, they wouldn't make it up for their job. I'm not, I think that's such a stupid narrative that people like to say, but I do think that they would be willing to share it with production and things like that for, you know, just the storytelling of their lives. Cause that's what the show is. Now, if Lindsay really didn't know and then he just did it on camera, that's a dick move. I cannot get behind that on any level because it's not like a breakup of like a casual relationship or like the last time they broke up. Like this is an engagement. She had a bridal shower. You took engagement pictures. Like you announced it in People Magazine. I, I, yeah. Okay. Anyways. Now, there is another possibility, which is that perhaps they 
were arguing on camera. They got into a spat. Maybe it got out of control. And this was like a spur of the moment thing. I could be a little bit more forgiving of Carl if that was the case. But I don't know. Like, even if you're in the middle of a fight, I don't know. I feel like I would try to just have the fight walk away and then come back when filming stopped to be like, listen. But again, we all like to say that. We all like to feel like we would do the right thing in the moment, but that doesn't mean that we actually would in the moment. I think a lot of people, you know, you get caught up in the moment. You have those emotions. I'm not here trying to defend Carl because I'm on Lindsay's side in this, obviously, but I'm just trying to look at it on a human level, which is that sometimes shit like this does happen, especially if you're fighting like all the time. I I could see how somebody could snap in the moment, especially somebody who's not emotionally stable, which I don't think Carl is. I think, you know, we know that Carl has addiction issues that he's, you know, addiction is an ongoing battle. Even if you are sober, you're still dealing with you know, he's still dealing with his traumas. He's still dealing with being an addict, all that kind of stuff. So, and I do think that he has some unprocessed trauma and things that he needs to deal with. So apparently the filming was wrapped last week. Now, a lot of people were questioning that because a lot of us know that Summer House films up until Labor Day because they usually have like a big end of the summer party and the Summer House filming schedule is I think it's a bit more transparent to the audience because of the the long weekend thing. So yeah, usually they wrap after Labor Day, but from what I'm hearing was that they wrapped a week early and I guess they were going to be continuing filming in November, which was going to be the wedding. So that's could be the reason. Again, these are just educated guesses. I don't know this as a fact, but that would make sense if they're going to be filming the November wedding. And from what I've also heard, they were definitely going to be filming it as a wedding special. And, you know, people were already booked, like ready to go. So I think this is pretty shocking for everyone. And I do want to read some of the um, Dumois blinds about this. Just, you know, please keeping in mind that these are Dumois blinds. So you got to take them with a grain of salt. And it doesn't mean that these are facts, but these are things that were sent in kind of in the hours and couple days following. All right. So Lindsay and Carl. Deadline to cancel rooms was two days ago. Literally no one knew but the producers. It's a mess. Entirely on him and she's devastated. It's awful. A source told me the Carl and Lindsay situation was completely unexpected and it was a good bet their wedding was going to be a Bravo wedding special. For those skeptical that this is Bravo prepping their next Scandaval moment, it seems this breakup is the real deal. And the last one says, can confirm Carl and Lindsay are done. His non-reality friends had no idea and even paid for the bachelor party in the next few weeks and even made sure people paid for the wedding. I'm assuming paid for the wedding means paid for like their hotel rooms and and that kind of stuff. So that's pretty wild. Um, I mean, it, it seems like it is real and it seems like 
yeah, it seems like Lindsay didn't know. And yeah, there's going to be people who are going to be out of pocket. You know, I've heard people being like, oh, people paid for their hotel rooms. And, you know, people, the people who were booked, like the servers and the bartenders who were booked to work the wedding. Like, okay, let's just all calm down. Weddings get canceled. I'm sorry, but it happens. This is not by any means the first wedding in history to be canceled at the last minute, nor is it going to be the last. There's going to be a lot more. And trust me, I get that people, some people are out money because of it. It sucks, but like, they'll be fine. Life will go on. It'll be okay. It's better for two people who are not ready to not get married. And people don't think about that when they're breaking up their wedding. People are just in that moment, like, I can't do this. And then if you do go through with the wedding and then you get divorced like five minutes later, then people are like, oh, that was a waste of my money. Why did I give them a $300 wedding gift? So like you really can't please anyone. And I'm coming from, you know, my husband's been in the service industry for 25 years. He's a bartender. Like, yes, things get canceled. They'll be the servers will be fine. They'll be okay. It's one job. It's not the end of the world. And the people who spent money on the hotels and stuff, sometimes in life, you got to eat it. It sucks, but sometimes shit like this happens and you got to just eat the cost. You got to just take the loss. Okay. It's not, you know, it sucks that Carl did this, but do I think that he should have gone through with a wedding that he did not want to go through with? Also, no. So I don't know what the right answer is, but... I don't think there's any solution to this that would have made everyone happy. Um, On another note, they, what was I going to say? Sorry. Okay. So someone posted a meme about Paige being right at the reunion and Paige responded to the meme and just said, thanks. No period, no exclamation point, nothing like that. Just thanks. Now, I'm very annoyed with this. I think this is, it's obviously deliberate, but she, she left it ambiguous on purpose. Okay. So if she had gone like, thanks with an exclamation point, then it would be hard for her later to backtrack on it because it would have been like, oh, you sound excited or happy about being right. But she wouldn't have been able to deny that if she'd put an exclamation point, but she didn't. So that leaves it more ambiguous. So she could say, oh, I was being sarcastic, like, thanks. I don't want to be right about an engagement breaking up. I'm devastated for them. Like, she can totally go down that road because she left the thanks without any sort of exclamation point. Just saying. But obviously, we all know that she's reveling in this. She's happy about it. I'm sorry. She just is. I know that Paige loves the fact that she was right, and she's gloating. I don't care what she says later if she gets asked about this. She's gloating. 100%. Okay. Um, There was even a clip from Giggly Squad. They were in Montreal in July. And Paige was asked about Carl and Lindsay. And she basically said, I can't give you any tea, but there's tea, honey. And then she laughed and everyone laughed and cheered like a bunch of mean girls. Um, So, yeah. Paige is, you know, sticking by her mean girl persona. I just, was she right that their engagement, I guess, wasn't going to last? 
if she said that, she was right about that. I don't remember if she said that. I remember she said they were fake. So she was right that their engagement didn't last. But that's all she's right about. And is that something to take pleasure in? Like now you're gloating. Even if you are taking pleasure in that, like deep down inside, just keep it inside. Like it's such like it's, you know, it's that thing. It's schadenfreude, like where you feel happy for others' misery. It's not cute, Paige. Like it's not a good look. It's just a bad PR look. Like Paige just like she's so short-sighted in these things or maybe she does it on purpose. I don't know. Anyways, so I think that's really rude. And yeah, it does feel like you're taking pleasure in someone else's pain, which is really shitty. Um, Carl was also spotted at LaGuardia Airport soon after the news broke alone. So I don't know, maybe he's, I don't know, maybe he's getting away for a bit, which I could understand him wanting to get out of New York um, and, you know, maybe get away for a little bit to get away from all the chaos of this thing. I have no idea. Lindsay has not said anything yet. Neither has Carl, which to me obviously means it's true. It has been confirmed at this point by Entertainment Tonight and more, you know, larger entertainment, like reputable sources. So we know that it's true. One thing as well that I want to say about this is there's a lot of people on Twitter and online taking this as a like, Danielle has been vindicated. Danielle and the Giggly Squad or or the bed um, what are they called? Bed sores. They're correct. No, that is not what this means. And what we're not going to be doing now is excusing the abhorrent behavior from last season. Was Danielle maybe correct in that she had some questions about their relationship, the stability of it, how fast it was moving? Yes. Was she correct in the way that she did it? Absolutely not. The way she acted was irrational. Like, it was, it was crazy. The way she acted was inappropriate. It was rude. She ruined the engagement party. And again, it doesn't matter that the engagement is broken off. That doesn't justify ruining the engagement party. Nothing is justified because they broke up. That doesn't give you the right to act shitty towards your friend in their best moment of life. Because just as easily, they could have ended up getting married. Sometimes it's just a small turn of events with stuff like this. So no, this does not prove her right. She still was a shitty friend at the time. And another thing, whether they broke up or not is irrelevant because at the end of the day, when you have two adults in a relationship whether you think it is a shit relationship or not, if they are your friends, you keep your mouth shut. I'll tell you why. Because you always end up the enemy. Anyone who's older knows this, okay? And you should know this by the time you're in your 30s. If you don't, it's time to learn. When you have a friend who's maybe with a guy or a girl or whoever, and you're not crazy about that person, or you think the relationship is doomed to fail, or whatever. Keep it to yourself. Piece of advice from someone who's been through stuff like this, keep it to yourself. Because if you say something, if they are in love with that person, 
they're going to go ahead with it. They're going to do what they want to do. Because when someone is in love, it's very powerful. Okay. Even if you sit them down with all logical, rational reasons, it's not going to matter because they are in love. Okay. Even if the other person isn't in love with them, they're in love. So they're going to go on with that relationship. And all it's going to do is cause tension for the friendship. You'll be the bad guy because they now know you don't like their significant other. Okay. So even if they're like, okay, thanks for looking out, but you know, I really love him, whatever. They're still inside going to know that you thought that. So if they end up together and they end up getting married, etc., they'll always know somewhere in the back of their mind that you don't really like that person that they're with. And that's going to cause a wedge between you and the friendship will suffer. Okay. Now, the other option is that you tell them they stay with the person and they eventually break up. So now there's still a wedge in the friendship because you had an initial disagreement and argument. And then they break up later and then they feel like they can't go to you as a support because you never liked that person. And they also don't want to go to you because when they're in their worst, darkest, lowest moment, like Lindsay is now, what they don't need is somebody going, told you so. That's what they don't need. So they're going to go to other friends. So no matter what happens, doing what Danielle did is just an immature, just incorrect way to go. She really, she didn't put the thought in, right? She looked at it in a very black and white manner when this is a very gray kind of thing. And the best thing you can do in life is support your friends. You don't have to like their significant others. You can just support them, your friend. I don't even mean them as a couple. And Let them learn themselves. Everyone will learn at their own pace and in their own time. And sometimes they're going to have to learn the hard way, like Lindsay is right now. Do you think it would have been, you know, easier to break up in some other scenario six months prior? We don't know. Might have been just as hard. I don't know. The point is that her and Carl needed to figure it out on their own. There was no amount of intervening from Danielle. There was no amount of like, are you guys sure you're you're maybe moving a little fast? Da, da, da. There was no amount of that that was ever going to make a difference. Because the only people who could affect their relationship was the two of them. That's the way that it goes. If a relationship is going to make it or not, it's going to be because of the people in it. Unless there's an affair or something obviously, but that's still because of the people in it. So that's why none of this proves Danielle correct. And it also shows that even though she did intervene, it didn't do anything. (laughs) They still ended up breaking up by their own accord months later. So just let people figure their shit out. Let adults figure out how to adult. It's very annoying. Anyways, that's all I'm going to say about that. Because I'm not going to be sitting around listening to people try to justify Danielle, you know, as well, going to people that openly hate Lindsay and talking shit about her. It doesn't matter what the topic was. That was also wrong. So again, no one who was on Danielle's side or blah, blah, blah is getting any sort of, you know, 
apology or anything like that from me or anyone else, I don't think. Because to me, this proves nothing. All it proves is that Lindsay and Carl had issues. They were fighting and their relationship didn't work out. By the way, this also does not prove Paige right. Because people are like, she was right, they're fake. They had a real relationship and real relationships break up. Them breaking up doesn't prove it was fake. Unless you're one of those people who believes all the conspiracy theories that nothing was ever real and it's all just made up for the show. And if you're one of those people, I can't help you because you've like gone off the deep end. All right, so more to talk about besides Summer House. Let's talk about the Vanderpump Rules finale blowout. And there's other stuff to talk about too besides just the blowout. So if you didn't see the footage from it, then probably means you haven't been on social media. If you go on, I mean, you can easily find it. It's like my entire feed the last couple days. Obviously, I follow a ton of Bravo accounts, but basically they filmed the finale for the season at a gold bar whiskey event in San Francisco. Sheena performed her new song, Apples, and there's a lot of footage that's getting leaked. Remember when we used to just wait for the new season. Anyone remember that? I kind of miss those days. Anyways, um, there. but I know people want the tea, so here we go. There's footage of a fight between Sandoval and all the women. So business as usual. Um, mostly he's yelling at Lala and Sheena, it looks like, in the video. What they're fighting about, I don't know. I don't really want to know. I want to watch the season and, you know, enjoy it. Um, there's also footage of Ariana, Ariana, sorry, uh, fighting with a producer, and it looks pretty heated, like she's yelling at him, etc. Then there is Joe and Katie arguing over something. So Joe is that girl that Schwartz lived with for like a hot minute in his new apartment after him and Katie got divorced. The one who Katie referred to on spo- sp- ugh, social media as spooky, which I still think is hilarious. Um, and everything I've ever heard about Joe is that she was Kristen Doty's crazy friend. And she was like the crazy one of the two of them. So if you're Kristen Doty's crazy friend, I mean, what does that mean? Like you must be batshit crazy. <laughs> so anyways, everything I see, like when I see Joe in these videos, her energy is like just wild. I don't know. She seems so weird. I I have a feeling I'm not going to like this girl. I've also heard many times that she's like super thirsty to get on Vanderpump Rules. There's also a video of the girls walking in and somehow like Katie and Joe end up kind of walking in step. And then Katie like purposely stops and like waits for one of the other girls to catch up so that she doesn't have to walk next to Joe. So you can tell that, yeah, there's just... You could tell the other girls are just not into this girl. Um, Then there's also this video of Joe like fist pumping the two Toms. And it's just, it's so cringe. Like she just seems really thirsty. Billy Lee was also there. And is also very thirsty. And is hanging out with Tom. And hanging on to Tom, let's be honest, to get on the show. She used Scandaval to get on the show. Fine, I guess Kristen and them kind of did the same thing. But... I don't know. I just see her as like such a Tom supporter. So I can't 
I don't know. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. And I really believe that her and Tom have always had something on the down low. And I would not be surprised if it happened while he was with Ariana. So to me, she's, you know, part of the Tom Sandoval crew. Um, There's also rumors that Sandoval's new girlfriend was there. So Heather McDonald said on a podcast that she was at some event with all of them um, and that apparently he or she, the new girl, tries to introduce herself to Ariana. Like, get the fuck out. Like, she and Heather McDonald, like, saw this happen and heard the girl say that she's been seeing Sandoval for over a month. And it seemed like the cast had no idea. And she was, by the way, in the footage of this finale. Like, you see her and um, Tom, like, walking away at some point. Like, I don't know. It seems like she's really another one who obviously is wanting to get on the show. I don't think she's dating Tom because he's, like, such a great guy. Um, Anyways, there was also the big story, which is that there was this violent blowout. So you probably, this is the clip that I was talking about at the beginning that I'm sure you saw, but there's this random, like, angry guy, and people thought he was beefing with Sandoval and that he got in the fight with him because Sandoval's in the video too, but really he was beefing with security. He's obviously, like, super intoxicated, and he's, like, throwing wine and other stuff at the security guard. And basically, Sandoval just got caught in the crossfire. He was not attacking Sandoval. And then I guess Sandoval kind of stepped in to try and get the chair away from him. If you see in the video, he's like, it looks like he's maybe going to throw a chair and then Sandoval grabs it. A lot of people are like, this guy was just trying to get on TV. So yeah, there's a lot of that. So It seems like it was a very eventful finale. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. (laughs) It seems like there was a lot of arguments and a lot of fights. Um, Kristen Doty was also there with her boyfriend. Ariana brought her new man as well. And yeah, it seemed to be, you know, with Joe there and all these people, it was like a full crew. So I guess we're going to see what's up. I am very much looking forward to it. All right. And now some good news, everyone. We broke Bethany. Yes, the internet did it. We broke Bethany. She has officially snapped. Let's play a clip. Sorry, everybody, that we went to number one and that I had Rachel on and that it was just a terrible exploitation because I'm going to, in the future, goo-goo gaga vet every single podcast guest and make sure that I want to snuggle with them and give them a lollipop and a teddy bear. Because they're my friends. We have to snuggle. I want to snuggle with all my podcast guests. I'm going to call up Mark Cuban and be like, why didn't we snuggle? Do you think I care about you, Matthew McConaughey? Are you thinking about whether I care about you before I have you on? Hillary Clinton, did you and Bill talk about whether I care? I had you on because I care about you. You're my friend. I'm only going to have people that I really love and care about on the podcast. Because this is Valentine's Day, and it's a Hallmark card, and only podcast with the ones you love. Okay, so that was um, something. I <laughs> She has cracked, officially. Bethany, first of all, everything that she says is not what people had a problem with. Like, she's going, oh, people are mad because I don't, they say I don't care about Raquel. 
no one thinks you care about her. No one is expecting you, Bethany, to be best friends with whoever you're having on the podcast and have a real relationship with them. When did anyone ever say that? People might have been like, oh, you don't give a shit about her. You just care about your cause. Yeah, that's different. That's not people saying, like, you don't care about her as a best friend. That's people saying you're using her to manipulate and you're using her and pretending that you care about her experience, not about her as, like, a friend or a daughter, but you're pretending to care about these specific aspects of her life for your own selfish gain, not to mention you didn't pay her. But, like, Bethany is just... Like, I just can't tell if she's just so stupid that she doesn't really get what the problem is that people have, or if she's just deflecting with this, like, oh, I'm sorry I didn't baby her and that I didn't, like, you know, tuck her in a bed with a teddy bear and a... Like, no one's saying that. Who's saying that you have to be, like, besties and love all your podcast guests? No one effing said that. Like, that is not what people's problem is. But it's easy for Bethany to avoid what people's actual problem is because then she doesn't have to admit she was wrong and that this was a huge mistake. Like in terms of getting PR for the movement or whatever, reality reckoning, whatever she's trying to do, even though I still think she's really doing nothing, she completely ruined it. Like this was the worst possible move and it completely destroyed any validity, any sort of authority that she had in this case, like, it's, it was just such a bad move. And she can't take it. Like, Bethany is a true narcissist. She can't take being wrong. And she's been going, it's been like three episodes of her ranting about how no one agrees with what she did. But she doesn't care. She's honestly been going on for like three podcast episodes about how much she doesn't care about all of our opinions, but then spends like three podcast episodes in a row talking about everyone's opinions. But she doesn't care, guys. Trust me, she doesn't care. Anyways, I am ready to never hear from her again. All right, let's talk about Summer House Martha's Vineyard because filming of season two has begun. And I meant to talk about this last week, but there was so much with, um, you know, Ariana's interview with uh, Sheena and all that, that, sorry, I just ended up forgetting to add it in. Um, But apparently area residents of Martha's Vineyard and surrounding area are not happy. Some, not all, but are not happy about the show filming. So the Oak Bluffs residents have taken issue with, I guess, the way that the show represents the vineyard. Um, There was some kind of board meeting to discuss whether they should give filming permissions in certain locations or not. So it's been like a whole thing. And a couple quotes from some residents. One named Thelma Baxter said, This program is a horrible reflection of Martha's Vineyard and Oak Bluffs. I am seriously worried about the people who were attracted to come here by Summer House Martha's Vineyard, and I am concerned about my property value. Um, Other Avenue residents, including the Cottagers, Inc., which is an organization of African-American homeowners, also attended the meeting in protest of the installation, I guess, of um, filming equipment and frustration over their lack of notice. 
So we had no notification about this. And that's a concern, said Patricia Bush. We are concerned with the aesthetics and don't really understand where this will be. So I guess in order to film, they're going to be putting equipment like in trees and on like light posts and in certain places around the neighborhood and the area. And the residents are concerned about the aesthetics, the look of it. Is it going to bring down their property value? Things like that. Now, a lot of other people are like, well, this is an argument that it's good for the area because it's going to bring in like more tourism. It's going to you know, give like attention to the area, beautiful scenic views of the water and and the different touristy things you can do in the restaurants and stuff like that. I don't know. I get why the people who live there have a concern. But I also think that generally like filming a show there is probably has more positives than negatives. Again, I have no experience with this, but I, I don't know. I don't think that filming a show for a few weeks every year and like most of the shenanigans happen at the house. So, you know, and I don't think that anyone watches it. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't watch these shows and I'm not, and I'm like, oh, so this is what everyone at Martha's Vineyard is like. This is what all the residents of Oak Bluffs are like. Like, no, the whole point of the show is that the people in the house are vacationers. They're not permanent residents there. They're not from there. They go there on a vacation and they are one group of friends. Like, I don't watch Summer House and think that, you know, Kyle and Amanda and them are like all of the Hamptons. No, absolutely not. I think they're, you know, I still think of the Hamptons as like, you know, I don't know, more the rich people who can afford those properties out there. I get a lot of them rent out to the people like Kyle and Amanda, but like I see them as like one group of friends that wants to party during the summer. And that's how I see Martha's Vineyard too. I think because it's new, people are always scared of the unknown, right? And they don't know, you know, what it's going to do and what it could do. And I get it. Like people have money invested in properties and stuff like that. But I guess we'll see, because it seems like from everything I read, their objections are not really going to have much effect and that the show must go on, as they say. All right, let's talk about Real Housewives of New Jersey. So first up, Melissa's mom, Donna, uh, reposted a news story about Louie on her social media, on Facebook specifically, because, you know, baby boomers are going to baby boomer. And the headline was Louis loudly rejected by fans while filming. So it was like, you know, when you share like a link to an entertainment story and it had like a picture of the baseball game. So recently they were filming the annual softball game. Sorry, not baseball, softball game. And I guess, I don't know, there's some story out there that some people were like booing Louis or something. I don't know. Anyway, so she reposted it. She got a ton of backlash online from commenters. Like people are like, oh, this is why you weren't invited to the wedding. Or I guess Teresa was right about Melissa and her family. Like it's like tons of comments like that. I'm not just talking about like five or six, like a lot. So then after getting all these negative comments, uh, she took it down and she put up a post saying that her Facebook was hacked. So please disregard the postings, which... 
I mean, I don't believe that. I don't think anyone does because most of the reactions and responses to that were like, yeah, bullshit. Plus, a few hours earlier, she'd posted like a happy birthday post to a family member. She'd liked another negative post about Louis on Instagram. So it's just like, you know, the math is not mathing and I just don't believe it. In other news with New Jersey, alliances are shifting from what I'm hearing, um, mostly from reports from the softball game. There's a lot of reports of, you know, Danielle hanging out with like the Melissa side more. Fessler was seen like in a fight with Marge that was that people um, had on their phones in pictures and films at the softball game. Jackie and Teresa seem to be more friendly. I... I mean, I don't really trust Jackie. I think she probably just figured out, hey, there's only one way to keep your job. (laughs) And I think she finally figured out what it is. Um, Anyways, apparently Marge and Jackie are on the rocks as well. So maybe Jackie finally figured out that it's actually Marge who put the rumor of you and of Evan cheating out there. Like, duh. I don't know. I thought Jackie was supposed to be smart. I'm not sure why it took her this long to figure that out because it was pretty obvious. There's also photos of Joe Gorga seemingly screaming at Marge. You know, he's doing his like red faced, angry thing and yelling at Marge like he has too many women on the show, even though people like to act like, you know, he doesn't do that for some reason, even though he does. Last season, he even made a comment like, who yells at a woman? Uh you do, Joe. Like, yeah, you can call out someone else who's doing it, but you also do it. Like, let's just be realistic here. Um, Apparently, Marge was said to have been gossiping the whole game, not actually participating in playing the game. This is what people who were there said. Um, Jen, Aiden, and Rachel got into it as well, and Teresa and Danielle did not speak. So we will see. I mean, if there's going to be, like, changing dynamics and shifting alliances, I, I I guess I might be down for that. I would also love for it to not be so, like, sides. But I don't know. It just seems like that's always how it is in Jersey, which is annoying. All right. So let's talk about Real Housewives of Atlanta. There's some casting rumors which is that first, the first big rumor was that there's going to be a reboot of Atlanta. I, I don't think this is true. It was all over the internet. Everyone was going crazy talking about this, but there's been no confirmation of this from any reliable source. Even Andy denied it, said no decisions have been made. Sonia went on her Instagram story and like, was like, nothing has happened. There's no decisions yet. Everyone needs to chill. I'm on that boat. There's, you know, these room. Every time a reunion is filmed and about to air, the casting rumors are like, just go crazy. Because it is usually after reunions that they will offer out contracts or start the negotiations. Okay, that's when the negotiations begin. But they can take a while, right? So, I don't know. I really don't think that this is true. And I think people are just jumping the gun. Also, the ratings were like pretty steady and good. I know people like to be like, Real Housewives of Atlanta is like gone down the toilet, but like the ratings are actually not bad. 
Um, so there are rumors, though, that Portia is allegedly playing hardball with Bravo to come back, which she should. I hope she doesn't play hardball too much because I would like to see her come back. I've also been hearing, and again, this is really just word on the street. It's not confirmed, but that Candy, Sheree, and Kenya are back and that everyone else is fired. But again, casting rumors, to me, those are the rumors that are the most likely to be untrue. Okay? When you see a report online like Lindsay and Carl are said to have broken up and then they keep, you know, those rumors keep coming and coming, those are often true. But when you see these random like casting rumors, they're often driven by people who just have wishful thinking, like they want something to be true. So they just kind of put it out there. And often they're not like we heard so many rumors about New Jersey casting and they all ended up being false. Like I heard Teresa was fired. Melissa was fired. This person was and none of them were true. So we do all just need to chill. Um, The showrunner, Eric Fuller, posted that I'm not an editor. I don't make casting decisions. I don't choose what scenes make it or not. If you're going to come for me for what I'm responsible for, uh, sorry, if you're going to come for me, come for me for what I'm responsible for. Because I guess people were coming after him for, you know, what they see as like the show being not as good. And he's like, I'm not in charge of that and blah, blah, blah. So And apparently some of the producers were like getting death threats, which is obviously never a good thing. Although I feel like that always happens whenever there's like a big story in, you know, anything like Selena Gomez versus, you know, Hailey Bieber or whatever. There's always like some crazy person who takes it too far. So in some ways, and it usually seems like it's just an empty threat from like a troll. So, you know... I think we got to ignore those people and obviously be as safe as you can. Um, So there was also a preview released showing Andy questioning Sheree about not paying her bills. And he's like, you have an interesting relationship with your bills because she was seen admitting on camera last week's episode about avoiding or not paying bills, which, oh my God, I don't know if she forgot the camera was on her or what, but I don't know why you would admit that, Sheree. Like, oh my God. So designer um, Tyre Lawan is speaking out about Sheree not paying him. Sorry, I hope I pronounced his name right. Um, so I'm going to read what he posted. Okay. So he said, response to the Housewives reunion clip. Rowan gave me my money back. I spent 2400 on your shit and she gave me 2000 You ain't give her shit. I got receipts too. She said, you ain't got no money. That's why she just reimbursed uh, what I spent because she felt bad. I never got paid labor for my work on your runway pieces that you use. And I did in four days. Also was on set altering all of them, other clothes, because they ain't fit the models. Day rate wasn't paid either. Don't play with me. After this episode, I'm going to drop all receipts sent. We've got receipts. Okay. So he is saying that, so when Sheree had that like She by Sheree fashion show kind of like comeback or whatever last season that ended up being a shit show, that he was the designer that like put everything together and he never got paid, but that somebody else who was working gave him some because they felt bad basically so it's just bad. It's like, it's just such a bad look for Sheree and also not 
surprising, unfortunately. Um, Allison as well, which is Drew's sister, um, responded to Courtney's comments that I talked about on last week's episode about her mental health. So if you remember, Courtney made a bunch of kind of rude comments about um, Drew's sexuality, first of all, and second of all, about mental health. And then she was on Speak On It with Candy, where she was kind of like making light about mental health and stuff like that. And just saying like rude, inappropriate things that everyone should know are wrong, in, especially in this day and age. But she's saying them. Candy ended up taking the video down. There was a lot of comments and backlash on it. She took it down, edited out those parts, but they are still out there. I did end up seeing them on Twitter. Um, But here's what Allison said. She said, I went on RHOA to normalize the conversation on mental health. My vulnerability and willingness to share trials of overcoming PTSD, anxiety, and depression is to reduce the stigma and fear of those suffering in silence. No one has the blueprint of what a person looks like with mental health. What is normal? Was I supposed to show up in a straitjacket? Furthermore, I do not abuse alcohol or take any medications that interact with alcohol. The statements Courtney Rhodes made on Speak On It were reckless, tasteless, insensitive, and ignorant. For Candy Barres to engage in such dialogue was diminishing. Mental health does not own a look nor concrete symptoms. It is my hope that Courtney reflects on her baseless, careless words and grows enough empathy to not only issue a public apology, but take the time to educate herself on the many forms of mental illness with the goal of never belittling or attacking anyone experiencing mental illness again. Okay. Well said, Allison. I mean, I agree with her about all of that. And, you know, and Courtney did belittle it. Like, she was making it out like Allison was like some like a rational, crazy person who was like, you know, oh, you got to be careful around her. Like, that's not what mental illness is, right? She was really like adding to the stigma and making a lot of implications that had no grounds in reality or fact. So I'm glad that Allison spoke out against her. Um, All right, let's talk a little bit about Kim Zolciak and Croy Bierman. The divorce is back on again. I'm sure it'll be off next week. God knows. Um, Apparently he locked her out of the house and Kim called the cops. And from what I am hearing, he left a pillow outside there as like a sleep on the front steps kind of thing, which is pretty wild. Um, Yeah, it's mean. It's petty. Definitely. It's this whole situation is so sad. I just I feel so bad for their kids. Ugh. Um, Croy is allegedly begging the judge to allow the sale of their $3 million home because he says their financial situation is desperate. But then Kim was asked about it by the paparazzi and she said it was her idea to sell the home. This is one of those situations where I have no idea who to believe. They both seem toxic, erratic, like liars as well. So it's like, this is like, there's no good side to take. The only side is the kids. And God, I just really, they're going to need some therapy. I feel bad for them. I really do. Um, all right, let's go to 
Christopher Salia sues Erica Jane. So, this is a weird story, but, I mean, we gotta go over this because it is wild. Okay, so I want to first give credit to the Bravo Docket. They have a podcast, they have an Instagram, you can check them out because they broke it down in a really easy way for kind of any, you know, layman's terms for all us non-legal people, but I'm just going to give you the main points. You can go to their Instagram. They have some, like, an Instagram that breaks down the main points as well. Uh, But basically, uh, the designer, Christopher Salia, claims that Erica gave him her Amex card to purchase stuff. I'm assuming stuff for making costumes, like fabrics and things like that. He says that he tried to show her invoices and get her approval for stuff along the way, But she basically was just like, no, I don't need to look at that. Not interested. Just spend whatever you need. And that she purchased costumes from him totaling $934,000 over three years. Later, Erica and her assistants, including Mikey, claimed that they never authorized the charges and they aren't responsible for paying them. Convenient. Um, Salia says that Tom Girardi then used his connections with the Secret Service, so we're getting pretty intense here, to start an investigation against him, and that they lied to Amex, and that Erica conspired with, I don't, this seems like crazy to me, but that Erica conspired with people at Amex, friends from the Secret Service, to get Salia criminally charged, with led to him being wrongfully criminally indicted. So basically, he had to go through grueling criminal proceedings for four years. However, the charges were dropped. And apparently he could have faced 152 years in prison for this crime, which seems wild. That almost makes me believe him. I mean, it's it's hard to believe, like, the conspiracy with Amex. I could see maybe, like, Amex was lied to and were sort of roped in unknowingly unless like they Erica and Tom have like some friend at Amex who was like willing to corroborate I have no idea this is like wild I could believe the secret service thing I'm gonna be honest I know it sounds crazy but Tom Girardi was like he had friends in very high places all over the place look what he got away with for 20 years more than 20 years like he had friends everywhere so anyways Tom and Erica were eventually subpoenaed to testify, and that's why the charges were dropped. Now, that also looks suspect to me. Like, all of a sudden, when they needed to testify, charges are dropped. Hmm. And then, the you know, everything came out about Tom and all his arrests and stuff. So, we can kind of see that Erica and Tom, they're not above being involved in shady shit and conspiracy stuff like this. I I don't know. Truth is stranger than fiction. There's a reason they say that. I'm not saying this is all 100% how it happened, the way that this designer says. There's probably some truth to it. Either way, he wants to hold those accountable who lied, who falsified evidence, and he and who helped to secure a false indictment against him. So, we will see. Um... All right, let's talk a little bit about Roni. 
So I want to talk about Aaron. First of all, okay, so <laughs> I put up my Twitter roundup of Air- of Roni, as I always do, and it was a little, like, critical of Aaron. I just, I'm not feeling her. I'm just not. I, I get a bad vibe. I really get, like, Karen vibes from her. And I'm not one who, like, throws that term around. Like, I don't think any person who just, like, complains about something is necessarily a Karen. Like, Sai complains about everything nonstop, but she's not a Karen. I don't know how to explain it. It's more... Sai complains more just because she's, like, kind of high maintenance and, like, you know, she just seems, like, a little, like, meh. Whereas Aaron's complaining comes from more of a, like... How do I say this? Aaron's complaining comes from more of a, like, insular view of the world. It's almost like she has a certain viewpoint about the way things should be and the way that she wants things done and things like that. And if people don't kind of, like, bow down to that, she's got a problem, right? It also feels like, like, if people don't see things her way and do things her way, she can't take that almost. Um, You know, I think she's one who's been, had a lot given to her in life. And, you know, she's a Nepo baby, let's be honest. Even like her like business in real estate was like given to her from her parents. And I'm not saying she doesn't like work hard now, but, you know, she didn't like start from nothing. Okay, she's always kind of had advantages. And more importantly, the reason I'm not feeling her is because she doesn't have a sense of humor. For me, that is a big red flag. Someone who can't laugh, especially at themselves, is the worst kind of person. People who can't, like, take a little bit of ribbing and who can't take a little bit of kind of critique of themselves in the form of a joke, that's usually a person who's like kind of uptight and who's ready to pounce. Like they're ready to, you know, if you give them some kind of like joke critique of themselves, they can't handle it. So they make it into a big thing, which ends up making you look like some kind of bad guy. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I know that some people are like, oh, Bryn went too far with her flirting, blah, blah, blah. First of all, I didn't think it was that big of a deal. It was a joke. And I and simply saying the word divorce is not like at a anniversary party. That's not like a crime. It, they're acting like it's it just you cannot say that word. What about the context? The context and the tone, it all matters. If I say like, oh, they're gonna, they're not going to last much longer. They're getting divorced. That's wrong. If I say, you know, what what Bryn said, which was like, call me when you get divorced. <laughs> like, it's a fucking joke. She was so obviously joking. It was just like, and like, Aaron, you weren't there. And then on top of that, she acts like she does she does the Karen thing, which is like, what if what about the children? What if the children had heard? Like, oh, my God, they didn't hear what if what if the children got hit by a bus? They didn't get hit by a bus. Like, let's talk about what did happen. 
And then when she's talking about it with her husband, she brings the kid over and sits, sits him in her lap. So then he did hear. So clearly you don't give a shit about that. Like, I don't know. I'm just like, she's trying to make it into a bigger thing than what it is. And she's also using that mom thing. And I'm a mom, so I can say this. She's using that thing where she puts herself on a pedestal by trying to make it about the kids, even though it's not about the kids. This has nothing to do with the kids. Why are you bringing the kids into it? I don't get that. That That is you trying to, like, put yourself in this, like, you know, pedestal, like, the good mother kind of role so that you can look down on others. She made a joke. Did she maybe take it a little too far? I guess, maybe a little, but then who cares? Okay, so she made a bad joke. Maybe her timing was a bit off and she took it a little too far. Fucking move on. Like, you know she doesn't want your husband. Even I know just watching it that it was a joke. Like, for not one second did I think she was serious. I don't know. Lighten up. So then, okay, Aaron, so I just want to say that. Because people are like, I love Erin. <laughs> okay, great. You can love her. I didn't say you couldn't love her. But it's my Instagram page. And when I do a Twitter roundup, I'm going to make fun of Erin. Do I want her fired? No. I want her to stay. I think she's an integral part of the cast. I'm not one of those people, though, that like when I don't like someone, I want them fired. I only want someone fired if I think they're boring or they're not bringing it, or they're not adding anything to the dynamics of the group. Erin is certainly adding to the dynamics. And she's so, like, used to getting her way and used to, like, just being surrounded by people who see the world in her exact way that when people don't, she has her little, like, temper tantrum like she did when she stormed out of uh, the holiday party. That's exactly what I'm looking for in a housewife. I think one of the best attributes of a housewife is that they are very steadfast in the way that they see the world and the way that they think people should live their lives. And they have very strong opinions about it. And that's Erin. Do I like her, though? No, I don't. But I want her to stay on the show. Because <laughs> I'm looking for drama. All right. She also put up this Instagram story where, you know, it was like... Or not Instagram, sorry. sorry. Um, she did an interview you know, kind of trying to walk back that whole narrative about her donating to like the stop the steal election thing with, um, with Trump. And she's basically trying to be like, oh, I supported him at the beginning, but then I realized that he was bad and I changed my mind and whatever. Do I believe her? Personally, no, I don't believe her, but there's a lot of people who do believe her and are just like, let's not, you know, Let's compartmentalize because a lot of housewives are Republicans or there's a lot of housewives who liked Trump or whatever, whatever. Compartmentalize. I compartmentalize all the time because I do think that most of these housewives are part of the 1% and or not even like 1%, but they're just, you know, wealthy. They live a different type of life. And I think a lot of them do probably have different political views than a lot of the viewers or some of the viewers. Do I agree with them? No, but that's not what I'm watching this show for. So I understand when people say that. Do I believe her though? No, I don't believe her. <laughs> I just don't. Um, she also said though, and this is also offensive to me and to Mr. Rinda Medley, 
that she would love to redo Dorinda's Bluestone Manor. Like, I'm sorry, what? Who does this woman think she is? First of all, Bluestone Manor does not need to be redone. Whether you like Dorinda's decor style or not, that's subjective. But just for the record, every designer who's ever reviewed it or spoken about it has absolutely loved it. Dorinda has this eclectic, maximalist taste. It's not for everyone. It's not the trendy, grayish, boring, white, whatever shit you see on like momfluencers' Instagrams and stuff. No. But it's real design. She has a lot of heirlooms, antiques, everything has meaning. Like, it's just, it's beyond me. So Dorinda posted this on her Instagram story and wrote, no, thank you. Like, what what was Erin going to do? You're going to go into Bluestone Manor and what, paint it all grayish? And, you know, like put like a bunch of white furniture and like, you know, modern minimalist paintings and be on your way? Like, yeah, thanks. We've seen that. Like every new construction has that. Every like upper middle class white suburban mom has that. Like it's really not anything special. What Dorinda has is special and is something that is like interesting. Whether you think it's ugly or not, whatever. It's at least it's exciting. It's aesthetically something to look at. It has history. And again, it has actual like design. I don't know. It has a design personality. It's not just like this cookie cutter Pinterest design. Like, that's another thing. Just Aaron saying that is so rude. Did Dorinda say she needs her place redone? And you're just saying straight out, like, that it's ugly and it needs to be redone. I don't know. I think that's kind of disrespectful to one of, like, the OG New York housewives. I didn't like that. Anyways, that's my opinion. So, a lot happening. Um, that's all for today, though. But I will be coming back at you with my Richard Sisters part one. There's going to be a few parts, okay? This is going to be, this is going to be a big one. There's a lot. Um, but yeah, part one's going to be coming out this week, so get ready for that. In the meantime, make sure you uh, subscribe to my YouTube page, rate, review, and subscribe. And until next time, you are now in the know for everything Bravo. See you next week. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate, review, subscribe, and share with a friend or a hundred friends, whatever you want. You can follow me on Instagram at the Bravo Papers or for my Twitter roundups, follow at Bravo and Botox. If you'd like to support me, please go to buymeacoffee.com slash Bravo and Botox for some much needed caffeine support. And until next time, Keep overanalyzing Bravo.